Good morning. You are listening to KPOO San Francisco 89.5 and on the World Wide Web at KPOO.com. This is Prison Focus Radio. Slavery is back. In fact, it was never abolished. The 13th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution abolished slavery, except in prison. At the current rate of incarceration, by the year 2010, the majority of all African-American men between 18 and 40 will be in prison. The state as their captor. It's going to take people who are willing to fight, not people who want to negotiate with the enemy. Beautiful people, I want to thank you for joining me here this morning on KPOO San Francisco 89.5. I am your host here at Prison Focus Radio. We are going to be spending the hour hearing from um, our freedom fighters here in California's prisons who are now elders and really focusing on how this um, Sacramento, our governor, CDC small r, continues to try to erase and silence and ignore um, our uh, new African and um, activist organizers on the inside. They have been uh, have already suffered decades of the torture of solitary confinement. They are the organizers of the 
the historic California hunger strikes, which ended in definite solitary confinement, and they continue to be caged, but they also continue to fight for their freedom. And now, uh, and we are going to make sure that we are not complicit in um, in the silencing and the disappearing of um, these these men who, again. Uh, put their lives on the line to make sure that any uh, youth, young people, anybody coming up behind them would not have to face, um, again, decades of solitary confinement, particularly in Pelican Bay State Prison, uh, simply because of their um, their sociopolitical uh, stance on their uh, fight for self-determination, uh, teaching themselves uh, their history and te- teaching each other the history of their place in this country. And um, now we have a, uh, they continue to activate on the inside and and reach out to work with us out here. And we are going to be embarking upon a campaign to build a community release board, again, to help um, facilitate their freedom. These uh, men have been uh, serving time in the decades, and they are now elders. Many of them started um, as young people. So we have uh, crimes against humanity that are continuing to take place within our prisons and uh, and caging our people from their youth until they are elders is genocidal um, and nothing less than that. So we are going to be uh, spending the hour uh, hearing from them. Um, I will mostly be re- doing some reading of some of their most current work. Also, at, um, you know, moving back uh, also to uh, some of their earlier work, bringing it forward. And, uh, and we're also going to hear uh, from some of them uh, some audio as well. So get ready to hear from uh, these amazing uh, people, uh, new African freedom, freedom fighters, and um, and what they have to uh, teach us. All right, here we go. All right, so we are going to focus on the most current uh, work that is being put out uh, from, again, these new African freedom fighters uh, who spent decades behind um, the in the dungeons of Pelican Bay State Prison as well as Corcoran. Um, uh, enduring uh, decades of the torture of solitary confinement. So we have a couple of introductions to this community release board campaign. And the first is from the Amend the 13th uh, organization that is he- headed up by Joka Hishima Jinsai, uh, who, uh, and we are going to be formulating or um, uh, putting forth this campaign under the umbrella of the, the of the amend the 13th uh, umbrella um, and hoping of course to get other organizations and activists on board as we move forward so I'm going to present um, the introduction to the article that was just put out in the uh, San Francisco Bayview National Black Newspaper in the Liberate the Caged Voices column. Uh, that is the article that was uh, developed uh, by Za and Fatih talking about uh, this this new campaign uh, for an alternative to the uh, Board of Prisons Board of Parole hearings um, and establishing a community release board and the campaign. So here is the first. This is the introduction again from the Amend the Thirteenth um, organization uh, campaign um, by Joka Hishima Jinsai. Amend the 13th Community Release Board Campaign. The United States of America has presided over the single largest population of prisoners on the face of the earth for decades. The era of mass incarceration has seen the U.S. judicial machinery, political infrastructure, and business interests merge to form the $86 billion a year prison industrial slave complex, of which the Board of Parole hearings is an essential component. 
U.S. policies of mass incarceration have devastated the poor communities across America. They have fractured family units, exacerbated generational poverty, facilitated the school-to-prison pipeline, and solidified social containment policies for people of color and the poor into concrete barriers to social progress no less real than the prison walls which hold so many economically and socially depressed men and women. Central to the maintenance of the failed policies of the prison industrial slave complex is the composition, social perspective, and political intent of parole boards in the United States. Currently, state and federal parole boards, especially in the state of California, are composed of police, district attorneys, former judges, and other state law enforcement officials, none of whom live work, and in many cases have never even seen the communities from which those subject to their decisions will return. The decision to deny or grant parole is rarely based on the positive accomplishments, potential positive impact on the community, or years of consistent commitment to improving social life for us all demonstrated by the subject up for consideration. Instead, they are based largely on the political climate of the day punitive conservative policies and the economic and political interests of the prison industrial slave complex. This last point is of central importance. Job security and salary inflation for those employed within the PISC, including parole boards, is ensured not by prioritizing rehabilitation and release, which would reduce prison populations and their strain on state budgets, but by maximizing the number of prisoners under state control at any given time. This political dissonance between the economic motivations of the PISC proponents and the public safety of the broader society finds us confronted with one of the greatest conflicts of interest in U.S. history. Those vested with the responsibility of reducing the number of citizens subject to and currently suffering from incarceration have no interest in doing so as their financial gain and social influence are in fact tied to maximizing prison populations, not reducing them. Denial of parole for long-term prisoners by the current composition of parole boards is central to this conflict of interest. Conversely, those who are the greatest stakeholders in who is released and when are the communities from which prisoners hail and will ultimately return. It is our communities which have the, both the greatest interest and the greatest insight into the subjects up for parole and the unique conditions in that community which have been given rise to the subject being considered for release. It is community members who must live side by side with those released, work with those released, build with those released, and as such are the single greatest stakeholders in determining who is returned home and when. Basic logic thus dictates it is the community who should be vested with the power to parole, pardon, or grant clemency to those who in their determination, have served their time, are sufficiently rehabilitated, and or would have a positive impact on their communities and society as a whole if released. The ultra-conservative nature of representative governance in the U.S. has created a political climate of permissive special interest, which has given rise to wasteful, repressive, and exploitive structures like the prison industrial slave complex. But this is not true democracy. True democracy is participatory. It means each of us has not only the responsibility to dictate the nature and structure of the type of society we want to live in and the nature of its institutions, but we have a duty to restructure them when they fail to meet the expectation of serving our interests or instead begin to serve their own at our expense. A duty as old as the U.S. Declaration of Independence itself. With this in mind, we now announce the Amend the 13th Community Release Board campaign, a campaign that gives our communities the ultimate say in determining when their imprisoned neighbors will be reintegrated back into their communities. We call upon activists, organizations, community members, and progressive lawmakers to join us through protest, proposition, and or legislation to bring the concept of community release boards to life. 
Spearheaded by a determined group of organizers, united for its realization, we will be entrusted with the responsibility of educating the public and organizing consciousness-raising mass protest legislative propositions, signature drives, and educational efforts to apply political pressure, pressure to advance the agenda of adopting the CRB. All right, now we are going to hear from James Baridi Williamson, who's going to give us a little bit of history and also just some context around um, the, the, the Board of Parole and the Board of Parole hearings and kind of the time, a little bit of the timeline of how they have been, it has been developed um, into what it currently is now. So, uh, how, how do we get like so? So, in order for it to actually happen, it's, it's, it's about two uh, official offices that actually can enact something like that immediately in motion. Now, the community can create these uh, boards and, and actually have them registered uh, with, and, and that would be a, a damn, damn hell, a hell of a move. But normally, you can you can get because see the the board the, the present parole board mm-hmm. is under the administrative executive branch. Okay. So that would be that would be the governor. Okay. So so he that just like CDC is under the governor's branch. That, that, that's a department like that, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, so you can have the governor do that. And keep in mind, in 1977, 76, 77, they created a community release board, right? Not mo- not model like this because they didn't consult the people and they sure didn't consult us. But uh, it was subterfuge. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was a ploy. Mm. So what had happened is in 75, the, the California Supreme Court issued a ruling called the Rodriguez, in the Rodriguez case, saying that, that the, back then they called it the adult authority, that's what they called the board then, was discriminatory. No, it, it really said that it wasn't, it wasn't fixing people's terms, so it had these open-ended terms where you, you, you know, from 2 to 20, you, you, you could be doing all day, and they, they call themselves fixing it. Even though uh, the new Africans uh, 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 named Nakasisi, Nakasisi filed a, a discriminatory petition saying that, that the discriminatory nature is keeping uh, a lot of, uh, of uh, new Africans locked up uh, for ages. And they, they wanted to kind of get away from that one because that, that were discriminate, discrimination practice. And so they had... Uh, temporarily suspended the board and turned it, it from uh, the adult authority into the community release board. And do you know, that was 76, do you know less than a year they had immediately did away with that and turned into the board of prison term, which had a, the, the, the draconian same practices as the adult authority? You know, I remember you talking about that, and I, so I have a question about that. So, was it mm-hmm. just they literally just changed the name just yep. to get people? So th- it wasn't as if there were different people on the board, like you said. No. So it wasn't from the community. It, they mm-hmm. didn't consult the, the. They didn't consult y'all. Um, mm-hmm. They simply just called it this. They changed the name of it to a community mm-hmm. release mm-hmm. board. Mm-hmm. And once they got so was this literally a ploy to just get yes. the activists and the then the 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 activists on the inside and possibly outside to to uh to to kind of obscure that and stop that just and 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 then a year later just call it what it really was i i, I don't know about the activist part because that could be i have to think on that or ask ask a, a pr about that part because okay. he, he didn't want to school me to this okay. but 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 uh uh what i know for sure was that they was dealing with the public exposure behind the rodriguez mm-hmm. case and uh, 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 that that discriminatory petition that Nakasisi filed uh, on behalf of New Africans, they, they they it was a matter of trying to get the exposure to go away. So they mm-hmm. wanted to come up like like they was like they was servicing the community with this community release board, and they never even planned on even putting it in motion. Got it. Wow. All right. So that was an excerpt of uh, my conversation with Baridi um, when he's talking about. 
the the kind of the historical reference of the community release board that lasted only less than a year. Um, and then he went on to talk about uh, how the parole, uh, board of parole hearings was operating uh, currently. Uh, uh, I don't know if it's an act of legislative, but I think it just might be an act of a, a, a movement uh, pushing at the, at the governor, right? Right. And uh, let them see that it, 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 has, it has a disproportionate uh, uh, impact on black and brown because uh, uh, the way the criminal justice system does is that for every one white person that goes in front of the criminal justice system and gets put at a, at a, at a camp or given a, a release on your own recognizance and, and bail and stuff, 10 or more black and brown is going straight to state prison. Right. So uh, uh, in, the, in that, you see the results is that the way in order for, you know, the the uh, the other board, the BPA, the board of prison, parole or hearing works, it, their job is dependent on how many people they keep locked up where they can have people come to them. So they got to keep people in so that they have somebody come to their board hearings mm-hmm. so they have cases. Right, right. So uh, 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 that dependency, uh, uh, that's, that's a paycheck. The other part is that they're dealing with people that don't look like their sons, their fathers, their uncles, so they don't have they, 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 uh And it's ethnocentric uh, 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 because it's a class perspective that they have toward uh, uh, those that come uh, in the prison system from uh, a poor poor socioeconomic backgrounds. Right, right. Absolutely. And best we do. And, and sometimes even the way they talk to you and how they is, you know, uh, you see the di- distinction, you know. All right. If you didn't get a chance to read the article by Zah and Fatih on the Community Release Board proposal that is in the current issue of the San Francisco Bayview National Black Newspaper and the Liberate the Cage Voices column, here it is. Liberate the Caged Voices column for the San Francisco Bayview National Black Newspaper. Introduction by editor Nube Brown. I am perpetually humbled and honored to be able to introduce the genius and epitome of revolutionary love and humanity consistently asserted by the prisoner class. In particular, these two men, despite being modern-day enslaved, being tortured by decades of solitary confinement, both being lifers, Zah without the possibility of parole, Fatih denied parole 14 times, and going on 50 years of incarceration this year, continue to fellowship in solidarity with their brothers to imagine and develop ways to transform and ultimately abolish this genocidal system of legal slavery, the last bastion being the Board of Parole Hearings. What follows is a call to action to ignite passionate and creative dialogue in elevated consciousness, education, and unity to reclaim our community power, the people's power, to bring our people home on our own terms, by the people's standards, with dignity, love, and healing. We want free. Community Release Board Proposal, an alternative to the Board of Parole Hearings, developed by Zah and Fatih. A community is a group of people producing, reproducing, living, loving, and developing within a reasonable distance of each other who generally possess a common set of evolved beliefs. At the nuclear level, family is the atom of community. The natural extension of a community is a city, a county, a state. The graduation evolves through the coalescing of multiple communities. As it pertains to this proposal, such united communities are the city, county, or state, XYZ, versus John or Jane Doe on the face page of a charge seat. When the community law is broken, it seeks to identify, arrest, and prosecute the alleged culprit. If convicted, the person, the convict, is subject to a range of sanctions up to and including a period of exile served in state or federal prison. If the governed had the right to alter or abolish the governmental ties which bound them among the 13 colonies, which dissolved the ties which legally bound them and declared themselves a new nation, then our communities are certainly within our rights to alter any state agency to ensure it better serves us now. We must now engage in a campaign that gives back to the communities the ultimate say in determining when prisoners will be reintegrated back into their community. We can do this by creating a community release board, which can be developed through protest, 
proposition, or legislation, spearheaded by a determined group of organizers united for its realization. These organizers will be entrusted with the responsibility of educating the public and to organize mass consciousness to protest, to proposition, and to apply political pressure to advance the agenda of reclaiming the right of the people, the governed, to alter or abolish the government, the right of the community to exercise this kind of issue. The CRB will contribute to curing California's inability to operate its prisons within their capacity, absent federal oversight or caveat, where capacity is above 100% and the combustible consequence of crowding too many people into not enough space looms on the horizon. The CRB will guard against class and race targeting and act as a hedge to impede private prison profiteers and bought-off politicians. By implementing a practice parole program guided by a prisoner's base term and diluting dependency on manipulated opinion, the CRB will contribute to shrinking CDCR's budget by resisting taking at-face-value future behavior predictors, colored by hidden prison politics and petite peon beliefs. Note from Fatih. The late Geronimo Gijaga Pratt was targeted by the FBI's COINTELPRO and local police red squads in their effort to destroy the L.A. chapter of the Black Panther Party. He was framed and convicted for a murder he did not commit. He was interned at the California Department of Corrections for 27 years until his tenacious and capable attorney convinced the court to recognize the miscarriage of justice and order his release and award him millions of dollars. The Board of Prison Terms, called at that time, or BPH, in its wisdom, held him 20 years beyond his minimum eligible release date Had Jijaga's fate been left to the Board of Prison Terms' discretion, chances are he would have died innocent in prison or had been subjected continuously to the same treatment Sundiata Akoli reported he faced across the country at his New Jersey Parole Board hearings, a 40-year train of denials. I, Fatih, appeared before the Board of Prison Terms in December of 1981, two years beyond my MERD, The deputy district attorney representing my committed county of Los Angeles recommended that I be given a five-year parole date. The board rejected the recommendation and denied my parole, over the view of my commitment county representative. Today, I am 37 years beyond my MERD. Fatih. The CRB will create space, and its ripple effect will remove the pressure for new jail and prison construction, manage overcrowding, and speed up life or community reintegration by purging current Board of Parole hearing dysfunction. The CRB will serve as an alternate board to the BPH for all indeterminate life prisoners, including those prisoners who have life without parole, LWAP sentences, and who have served 20 years of their sentence. The indeterminate prisoner's minimum eligible parole date will serve as the dividing line between BPH authority and the CRBs. For LWAPs, the dividing line will be the 20 years that have been served. Note, during the 1970s, 20 years was legally considered to be a life term. Initially, the state will take an indeterminate prisoner to BPH within a year of their their MEPD and decide if it will grant parole. A parole grant will be subject to the governor's review and reversal, the GRR. If the BPH denies parole, the authority to parole such prisoners will transfer to the prisoner's pre-conviction community, CRB, with the prisoner's central file. The CRB will review the file to determine when the prisoner will appear before the CRB. The CRB will have the authority to parole such prisoners within an agreed-upon number of years, not to exceed five, and subject to the GRR. After five years, the CRB's authority to grant or deny parole is solely its own. When the CRB grants parole, its community parole agency, CPA, will assume parole supervision in all grants, except prisoners who the state classifies as high risk. These parolees will be supervised by the state. The CPA will monitor their supervision and conduct any parole violation hearings. The state will contract with the CRB for cost efficiency to cover salary and infrastructure agreed to with CRB negotiators. CRB candidates will examine BPH statutes and study California parole boards, the Adult Authority, Community Release Board, and Board of Prison Terms archives in search of a balance between what has been, what is, and what the CRB hopes to contribute to this history as it prepares to take the mantle of an alternate board and confidently write a new chapter. 
CRB review decisions will be weighted towards the sentence given, when the committed crime occurred, the average time in custody during particular periods, additional convictions while in custody, and sanity evaluations conducted by an unbiased, non-carceral mental health care professional, which includes the question, does the prisoner really know right from wrong? All CRB parole grants or denials will consist of these factors, the CRB's gathered experience and natural community sense. The CRB's aim is to release as many prisoners who have served their sentences or so much time in prison without endangering public safety by not being ruled by fear, by cutting through calcified opinion and convoluted reasoning, which has ignored time in custody with the knowledge that age reduces reduces dangerousness dramatically, as well as likely participation in future crime. Although the state's highest court reversed the decision of Inri Butler, a case that had to do with parole hearings, the presiding justice, J. Anthony Klein, stated in 2012 that, the board appears to be violating the rights of thousands of inmates by systematically denying parole, a statement apparently made in an earlier lifer petition. We know that the BPH has been extremely consistent in denying suitability for thousands of people who have done everything asked and required of them. We cannot undo any of the harm that has been caused by the actions of the BPH, and it may be pointless to try and have conversations about the reason for why this has and continues to happen. They have not accomplished any kind of meaningful change that has led to stopping these practices. What we can do is to campaign and protest for the development of a community release board, a process that empowers the communities that we come from and gives those communities the final say as to when we are ready to be reconnected with one another. We cannot emphasize enough that this proposal should belong to all of us who believe in and are committed to genuinely challenging the ideology of white supremacy and the system of patriarchy. Our hope is that this will generate a discussion that will lead to the inclusion of our ideas, an understanding of what community means, looks like, and how it might function in connection with other like and similar communities, how communities should be chosen to sit on the CRB, etc. As we speak, there are efforts underway in some states to halt the voter-approved right to allow ex-felons to vote. In Florida, conservative right-wing efforts have introduced legislation that would make it illegal for ex-felons to vote if they still owe restitution. And in some cases, this would apply to people who have not been reincarcerated for decades but still owe restitution. They would not be allowed to vote until after their restitution is paid, which may never be accomplished in their lifetime because of the amount owed. There are efforts by the system of hate that have existed in this country for centuries. If we are ever to begin the process of reimagining what incarceration and justice and peace mean and look like, now is the time. We can prevent future harm from being done to the people and the communities by removing the power from individuals and institutions that are carry nothing about us, who support the maintaining of hate that does nothing except contribute to the generational trauma that continues to destroy all in its path and give it back to the people. The empowering of communities that have historically been underserved, underdeveloped, and misrepresented must be done now until we win or don't lose. Anything worth loving is worth fighting for. Love and always with you, Fatih and Zah. All right, if you are just joining us, we are spending the hour focusing on our beautiful new African brothers and sisters behind the wall who are constantly asserting their humanity and revolutionary love and are now uh, putting forth a campaign to build a community release board because the Board of Parole Hearings seems to be and is intent on uh, keeping our people uh, caged behind caged um, and in modern day slavery uh, within our prisons here in California and all over the country. Uh, we are going to take a quick musical break and we are going to come back um, with uh, the voice of Sitawa. And I'll give you a reason, he will definitely be giving you a reason as to why we need to abolish the current Board of Parole uh, hearings, the current Board of Parole, and replace it with a community release board.
and now a version of I've Got Life by Miss Lauren Hill.
Thank you for using Global Tail Link. Hey, Sitawa, good morning. Good morning, how are you doing? Oh, well, I'm doing much better. It's great to hear from you. You sound good. You sound good. How are you feeling? Yes. There's another one coming. There's 32 pages. No, it's 32 pages. The day was. See, what you have printed at the last time. Give a kind of scope of what they're doing to me and stuff. What they did is another one. They show how expanded it is. I gave some reference of people that they had did different things to the file complaints again. Some of them got money damages and all that because of their erroneous and stuff. And see, the thing is, I have to, you know, uh, it's good that the names is on it because uh, yesterday, it was so they 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 spread it around this place, and seeing uh, uh, the LVNs and the nurses, uh, they all now it's a where we was. This call and your telephone number will be monitored and recorded. Cause you got COs up there. Yeah, cause I don't want to have to get it to CNN and LVNs to to come in a. Get to Blueberry and they did it well on. So they, they, the custody is up to saying medical ain't doing their job either. But on the 602 at the institutional level, they telling me ain't no intervention they have to do. They go down to Sacramento, they say, they say anything, there ain't no intervention here. So I got on uh, 602, I sent to Sacramento. I got three or four, six or two, I did to the institution. They all saying the same identical thing. So the system is broken. So I said six or two to OIG. And the OIG said, at first they just sent me the six or two. We got the power to investigate that place where you at. Show me you made the effort to try to resolve it. I showed him uh, about four or five, uh, six or two. They said, yeah, we're going to look into this now. Now they got special nurses coming down into this facility. They work up in the COM office, I mean CMO office, coming down to talk to me and ask me. Hey, what are they doing incorrect? And I just run it down to them. They said, you're reasonable. They need to correct it. Just like I'm, I'm in a bed that the left side don't even work. Call it or none of that. And if I can't get to the right side, which is my bad side, I can't even move the bed or even call nobody to come in there. Oh, my God, Satawa. So, so they have to, they got a, a call thing that's up on the wall. But I feel I ain't in the right skin position. I can't even push that with my left hand, right? So these are the things I tell them about. I say, y'all, instead of y'all having spray for, for, for uh, your bottom for being up, wet wet wife and dry wife. I said, you essentially ain't cleaning nobody perfectly like they're supposed to be clean. I said, so y'all got problems. And you just cover them up and stuff. You need to fix them and stuff. And then I said, yeah, you shouldn't be subject to that, right? So that's what they have to do. They trying to clear it up. But essentially, they trying to get me out of this building. 
get shipped to another building. But, but in building for acute people in my condition, they need assistance daily and stuff. So what are you going to do, ship me to another building that don't have that assistance? Right, so they're, 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 they're willing to continually put your health at risk and the health of others because you're exposing. This isn't, obviously, this isn't just happening to you. You're exposing what's happening inside there. And then they want to put you, move you out of there so they can shut you up so, and continue with these, these sick practices and then move you to a, a, a building where you can't, then you can't even get, uh, you can't get the services that you're supposed to get. You get less services. Oh, my God. Satawa, I'm so sorry. Is your, um, and it sounds like you're, you're worse than when you went in. Is that true? Yeah. What? There's something else that they don't You know, I've been here uh, six months now. Right. And the thing is, you know how your toes start curling up and stuff? Yeah. But having that stroke, my toes kind of curl now. When I got here, when I least left uh, Ashbury, one thing they did do is have a woman come in and move my ankle and my toes so they want to get, get in that claw kind of uh, position and stuff. Right, right. So they now that they is, they have, they knew my condition that they I got in August the 25th. I didn't, I didn't go to therapy, a physical therapy for the first time until January. My foot done curled, my toes done curled up. Now my left side of my toe, one of my toes, it got a cut on it. And every time the cut was touched that, it's like a sharp pain around me in my spine, right? Ooh. So I tell the doctor, I said, look, by y'all neglecting, just send me the therapy. Who, who works with my legs, my ankle, my toes, and they keep it from up to curling. You allowed it to regress, and my toes are starting to curl. Now, you want to get somebody to work with my ankle and my toes on the bed my feet. See, because they trying to stand me up. But the therapy, I only seen us in uh, January about six times. And they think is, they only send me once a week. And, and they ain't touching my feet at all. That's it, I told the therapy, that's part of your job. If I would have been going to therapy back in September, y'all would have knew. And I could have dealt with my toes, so I wouldn't have got that cut. And I want my toes when they start regressing and going backwards. It's a process that I have to do all over again. But y'all the one that created that, that situation. That's a neglect on the physical therapy for it. So I'm for the file of 602 on them on therapy and file for money damages because what they're doing, they deal with my livelihood and my physical rehabilitation. So I'm going to expose that part of their physical therapy program. When I was on max custody, they, they also had a program for people on max custody to go to Germany, the therapist, and they collected to take me over there into January, mid-January, you know. And they let them miss, they only been doing it once a week, two weeks, sit and stand, you know, so. It, it's a bit of a battle, but it, it's new grounds that need to be exposed. They spoke to so uh, that's what I'm doing now. They're going to do what they're doing. I'm going to fuss with them and tell them, you're going to clean me, you're going to do what you got to do with me. But you ain't going to silence me from up to exposing y'all. 
on this rope process, y'all dealing with me. So, so that, that's pretty much how I stand right now. Okay, well, I'm going to help you. We're going to continue to help you expose this, Setawa. Do you have any other, or any of the other brothers inside, um, uh, speaking up as well? Are they able to, to, to write? Are they writing 602s as well? Are you getting some support from these any of the brothers inside with you? There's a couple of people in this part, but a lot of people don't know they write. Mm. And they, 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 they not exposed to the big view. Mm. It was one brother that's only kind of, he's a worker to work on the general population. He had a letter read one of the papers. He said, man, I ain't seen nothing like that. They don't even let, ain't nobody got no subscription. I said, check this out. Give me your hookup. I'll buy one for a year subscription for you. Once I find out where the cause, I'll buy one for you. So when you at, you can have one that exposed that other people read to what you got. And then have other people to start buying them, baby. She said, she told me you do that, I do the rest, man. Did you do that for me? I said, no problem. All right, this is Satawa Nantambu Jama'a, who is a giant in this prisoner human rights movement. He co-created the um, the Prisoner Human Rights Blueprint, co-authored the Agreement to End Hostilities, um, was uh, one of the main uh, principal leaders, organizers of the California hunger strikes that happened between 2011 and 2013 that ended indefinite solitary confinement. He spent over 30 years being tortured by solitary confinement up at Pelican Bay. He is the beautiful new African man who is about the people. And he is still caged after 40 years. This is the sixth time he has been denied parole, six times. This is why we need an alternative to the parole board. He should not be going to parole. He should not be having to file 602s for medical neglect. He should not be having to spend his time away from his family and friends and community um, fighting a system that is hell-bent on destroying him. This is wrong on every level. This is no less than genocide and crime against humanity against him and the other and others like him inside. And this needs to stop. And this from the George Jackson Grassroots um, IG page. It is sad to report that Abdul Olubala Shakur will not be getting released this year. The California Department of Corrections has found a way to manipulate established law to take away his minimum eligible release date. We are now looking between 2023 and 2024. His attorney is pursuing legal action, but as we all know, by the time that process is complete, it will be time for Abdul to go to the parole board yet again. There are other ways that are available to him. And the attorneys are going and the attorneys is going to be pursuing those other avenues. Sharifa Aveni Shakur. Again, another brother who is a part of this movement. Uh, brilliant. Uh, spent decades in solitary, being tortured by solitary confinement. Yes, part of the hunger strikes, the historic California hunger strikes. He is still caged. Multiple parole denials. I don't even know how many he's going on. Our our people are being held um, by CDCR, by this governor, for political reasons only. They are now elders. They have been in 30, 40, some of them 50 years being caged by this sick system. So don't tell me we don't have political prisoners here. We just had an international tribunal. We charged genocide. Guilty on all counts for the crime of genocide is what the jurors said. And it is taking place. You can see it happening right here on our watch in our prisons. This is modern day slavery. 
and it is legal. We need to get our people free and it needs to come from the people. This parole board and parole boards throughout this country are hell-bent on keeping our people inside for the sake of economics and to control and squash the voice of the people. We cannot be complicit. Get ready to hear more about the Community Release Board, how we are going to be formulating them. Um, it's going to take time. As Angela Davis says, this is a protracted struggle. Get ready for the marathon. Okay, bringing it back down. Don't forget to visit the California Prison Focus website at www.prisons.org. Please check out uh, their, their archives there of the Prison Focus newsletter um, and the other events and, uh, and programs and things that are taking place um, there at California Prison Focus. Also, the San Francisco Bayview National Black Newspaper. These are two newspapers um, and two organizations that do center um, the voices of our people behind the walls, behind enemy lines. But remember, a wall is just a wall and it can be broken down, but it must come from the people. I will leave you with two statements, one concerning the Community Release Board, the other from the agreement to end hostilities. We cannot emphasize enough that this proposal should belong to all of us who believe in and are committed to genuinely challenging the ideology of white supremacy and the system of patriarchy. We can prevent future harm from being done to the people and the communities by removing the power from individuals and institutions that care nothing about us, who support the maintaining of hate that does nothing except contribute to the generational trauma that continues to destroy all in its path and give it back to the people. Za and Fatih. Again, this is an excerpt from the agreement to end hostilities. Because the reality is that collectively, we are an empowered, mighty force that can positively change this entire corrupt system into a system that actually benefits prisoners and thereby the public as a whole. And we simply cannot allow CDCR and the CCPOA, the Prison Guards Union, the IGI, ISU, OCS, and SSU to continue to get away with their constant form of progressive oppression and warehousing of tens of thousands of prisoners, including the 14,000 plus prisoners held in solitary confinement torture chambers, SHU and ADSEG units for decades. We send our love and respect to all of those of like mind and heart. Onward in struggle and solidarity. This was presented by the PBSP Shoe Short Corridor Collective. Setawa Nantambu Jama'a, Todd Ashker, Arturo Castellanos, Antonio Guillen, Danny Troxel, George Franco, Ronnie Yandel, Paul Red, who is now home, thankfully, James Baridi Williamson, Alfred Sandoval, Louis Powell, Alex Yergoyen, Gabriel Huerta, Frank Clement, Rainbow. Raymond Chavo Perez, who has since died inside prison, and his brother, James Mario Perez. All right, that's our show. Get ready for Workweek with Steve Seltzer.
Sans, 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 sans,